Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. We are around here empowering women to join their faith and their works to live out the courageous life for which God created them. I'm Dr. Jasmine, your host, and I can't wait to have this conversation with you today. And if you have been enjoying our content, don't forget to subscribe and give us a review. We'd love, love, love to hear how you've been enjoying the content and let us know how it's empowering you to step out into your purpose and step into your power to fulfill your destiny on earth. But today, today, today I have with me Miss Tori Allen, a marketing extraordinaire with a passion for turning the greatest ideas into industry game changes. Tori is the go-to guru to make your brainchild a huge success. Tori is the most renowned for launching more than 100 products, earning billions of media impressions for clients, including being featured on Good Morning America and the New York Times. Tori is the founder of this and CEO of Brainchild Associates, a full-service marketing boutique that has been around for more than 15 years. Tori and her clients include Target and L'Oreal, y'all. So we are not talking to um, some, a novice. We are talking to a guru. Tori, would you please, please, please tell the people, tell the Global Girls more about yourself. Wow. Well, thank you so much. What an exciting introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? Who is Tori? <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Jasmine, and I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited to be on your podcast and um, be able to, sh um, you know, share more and chat with, with your audience. Um, as you mentioned, um, my, I, I run an agency known as uh, Brainchild Associates, um, and we've been in business for more than 16 years, based here in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And, um, and a lot, you know, we're a full service agency. So, you know, our clients come to us to um, provide everything from strategic brand positioning, really helping them to hone and cultivate a brand presence um, to launching new products, um, to establishing themselves into the digital space. So, you know, we help our clients every step of the way with the resources that we have and, and, you know, always excited to talk about, you know, you know, some of the things that I've done and how I can help others be able to, you know, make the path towards greatness and success as it relates to building and accelerating their brands, you know, is, is even easier, you know, cause it can be convoluted and, and complex. Um, but, you know, with, you know, with the right guidance and the right insight and, and the know-how, um, you know, we can kind of, you know, break it down and, into the easy steps, you know, so we can accomplish the, the end goal that we're trying to set forth. So looking forward to, to having this conversation with you. 
Well, thank you so much for joining me, Tori. And I'm so pleased also that this episode is sponsored by the Black Directory. It's the largest Black business directory in the world, y'all. And me and Tori are both members of the Black Directory membership, where we've been able to learn and have engaging conversations with other Black-owned businesses, as well as learn about what that organization has to offer. And if you have not uh, searched for the Black Directory, please, please, please go in and Google Black Directory, you'll learn more about how to locate Black-owned businesses, as well as if you are a Black-owned business, how to join and what benefits are associated with your membership. But today, I'm so excited that I've been able to meet Tori. We've been able to connect and we'll talk a little bit more about our project together. But first, I'd like to talk with you, Tori, just a little bit about business ownership. Mm-hmm. and branding and marketing and all that you offer, particularly because I have a lot of people in my circles who are business owners, particularly women. As you know, women are thriving in business ownership. I think Black women um, are outranking many communities in the realm of business. And so I have a lot of friends who are business owners and Um, Some of them are in the infancy. Some of them have been in business for years. Some of them have scaled in business. But I really, really want to talk with you today about how you can help that new business, that mid-year business, that business who has not yet reached six figures market their business in order for to help them scale and drop that nine to five because I know that's a big conversation piece these mm-hmm. days about leaving your nine to five scaling your business and wanting to thrive in your own lane mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you know in in speaking with you know a startup or um a fairly you know new business you know one of the first things that um that I do with, with clients is make sure we have a, a very clear path of what we're trying to accomplish. And when I say clear path, um, we produce um, what I call a brain print, hmm. which is essentially, um, it's a marketing blueprint of, of your brand strategy. You know, So based on what you're trying to accomplish, how do we strategically get from point A to point Z? with the resources that you do already have in-house that can be leveraged and some know-how of your target audience and you know what are some of the pain points that your product or your service can address and mm. then you know how do we meet your target audience where they reside whether online or offline with your solution you know and making sure we're armed with the right tools um, to demonstrate and or communicate your value to them. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, the goal is to make what you offer a no-brainer, you know, mm. a done deal, an easy sale. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times people, you know, people don't know how to articulate what they have to offer in a way that people can understand, you know. Mm. And, and while they may be excited about it, you know, it's, it may be difficult for their customers or their clients to be equally excited about it because they don't understand it, you know? So, you know, making sure that we are speaking in a language that really um, connects with that audience 
and 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 we're um, presenting that information in a very concise way where they can process it and then ultimately take the desired action that we want them to take you know which is to purchase whatever it is that you're trying to sell right mm -hmm. so um so so that's key you know if we don't have a a a guide a plan you know and we're just firing off um from the hip you know doing all the latest the greatest things we kind of hear about you know you know on social media um but there's no real you know um process of of how we get from point a to point z there's no way of really tracking our success and, and making necessary adjustments as we need to make. Um, it, it's kind of building a brand on quicksand, you know, mm, so that's good. Having, having this brain print, this really gives you a foundation. This gives you a guide that you can reference and come back to and, 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 and measure your success against. Um, and, and that's critical. And, and a lot of, a lot of people just go into business ready to, you know, fire off, but they have no, no, no real strategy, no real guide, no real plan of action that they can reference, um, to ensure that they're staying on track and staying on target, um, and not getting derailed by, you know, the shiny objects, object syndrome, you know, so, mm. So, so that's key is, is making sure you have a good plan in place. And, and then from there, we can take the action that we need to take to really position your brand the best way. Oh, you said so many good things. I love that building your brand on quicksand. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And I also um, like that you've brought out this idea that we need to be solving a problem. You know, mm -hmm. even in my business, you know, there are things that I love. I'm, I'm a writer. I love content development. I love words. I love using different type of words. You know, I get happy when I say, look into the thesaurus and find new words. That's like my thing, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if I have a communications firm mm -hmm. and have these services, I provide things that I, I'm providing services that I enjoy, but I'm not serving the client base problem. Mm -hmm. If I'm not solving the problem, it's going to be hard for me to speak to my mm -hmm. target audience because mm -hmm. what the problem was may have been when I started in business in 2016 may not be the answer in 2022. Mm -hmm. So I find finding myself having to rebrand and re teach myself how mm -hmm. to show up for the clients that I say are my target audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what you say, I guess it, I would say in a nutshell is speaking the language of your audience is key. It's very key because, because see, that makes the difference between a, a hard sale and an easy sale. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when the low hanging fruit, which is that target audience that really is in need <laughs> of what it is that you have, you know, once they, once they get it, it's a done deal. You know, um, and if your product or service, you know, delivers on what it promised, then, you know, you can pretty much sell anything to that audience. But the first step is making sure that they are very clear on what solution um, you plan to solve for them, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and for many businesses, you know, um, they, they miss the mark on that, you know, and, and then, and then when they come to me, 
I have to take it all the way back to the, you know, uh, to the beginning, you know, and, and, and many times we, we have to start them from scratch Wow. because the way they have positioned themselves, you know, it's, it's a hard sell. Like no one is getting it. And, you know, I get people, they just so excited with what they have and they're trying to make that money quick, fast, in a hurry, but you do need to take the time that it requires to really understand your audience and understand why it's important for them to um, to consume whatever it is that you have to offer. And you have to be very clear about that and, and having that, that plan and, and not just clear about that, but then also clear about what the next steps are once you become clear mm-hmm. um, um, in a very strategic way. As you said, we, we scale things. You know, so really understanding what are the first, second and third steps that I need to take to really, you know, penetrate that audience and build a a company accordingly, you know, Mm. so, so yeah. What's one way, what recommendation do you have for, you know, for folks in business to get clear about the problem that they're solving? Well, um, well, one, they need to understand the pain points of their customers, you know, what, what are the issues and challenges that your customers have that you can solve, right? So, so usually what, when I work with a client, you know, we do a full target audience analysis mm-hmm. um, where we, you know, we, you know, in many instances, we may have to get deep, like even beyond the, the issues that your product can directly address, you know, what is the life like for that customer, you know, um, what does that, you know, what's that profile look like? You know, what's that client look like? What do they, mm-hmm. how do they work? What, what, what area or what even position, you know, is this a, a, a mid-level uh, professional? Is this an entrepreneur? Like, you know, what are the dynamics? Um, what are the psychographics? You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to what you offer, you know, what is the client, what is that audience's understanding of what it is that you already do? Do they like? you know, what you have to do? Do they not like what you have to do? Mm -hmm. You know, like I've worked with clients that specialize in insurance. You know, a lot of people hate that they have to get insurance, (laughs) especially if they never have a need to put in a claim. You only appreciate it when you have like a claim, when something happens, then Mm -hmm. you're thankful that you have, but when nothing happens and you're still paying this premium every month, you know, people, you know, some people have great resentment towards it. But, you know, if you understand and, and can really appreciate the necessities of having that insurance, then you don't mind paying that premium, you know? So it's, it's, it's really about, you know, understanding the, those dynamics within your, your talk, you know, what, how do they feel about it? If they, if this is something that isn't completely brand new, you know, and then based on all the the knowledge and understanding that you have about your audience, how do you then position your product in a way that they can easily process what it's designed to do and appreciate what it's designed to do so that they they won't want to buy it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so interesting. That's that's really interesting. And have you seen um, the pain points when, when you trying to unpack the pain points, one of the ways that I do it is observing. If I get a client or email or someone wanting to work with me, I'm listening to what they're asking me that they need. Mm-hmm. So often people aren't necessarily paying attention. And as um, one of the ways recently I've been doing it is listening to what people need on our Black Directory membership goals. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And seeing how I can feel a need or what the market is saying now, what business mm-hmm. owners are saying now in the realm of communication, what, what industry leaders are saying now. And I think that's one of the ways I'm able to kind of identify the pain points. Is there anything else you would share? I mean, that's a good way. I mean, you know, actually, you know, um, speaking, you know, doing, you know, um, group sessions and and group discussions and and just asking them those questions and and getting their feedback, Um, you know, doing surveys. A lot of people do surveys and and, and they send it out to um, key, you know, um, individuals or or groups. Um, People put it up on social media and they get a lot of intelligence and a lot of data, you know, through, through surveys. Um, or they might host, conduct discussions in, in special interest groups that are related to whatever they're trying to, to sell. So, um, and then of course there's good old, you know, Google, you know, mm-hmm. where there's lots of data and lots of reports and things that other people have already done that can be, you know, researched and, and compiled and analyzed to determine some of the, the, the various, um, um, statistics and, and psychographics and, um, and, and, and all the dynamics that make people, you know, make a buying decision, you know, so there's a lot of different ways, you know, of course, different approaches may apply based on your industry and based on your product and or service. Um, but all of those are, are great ways in addition to, you know, just speaking to people around you, you know, your, your friends, your family, you know, um, and, and getting their input, you know, if your product relates um, to, to get some more intelligence beyond just your own understanding of, of, of your product and, and, and why people should buy it. Interesting. So at what point should a business owner and or brand connect with a marketing guru like yourself like sometimes we don't know when and how to market mm-hmm. when should we as business owners consult with the market whether you're a startup whether you've been in business for for many many years what are your thoughts on that mm-hmm. um well you know ideally you know if if you know oftentimes people put so much emphasis and so much money into product development mm-hmm. and you know, when it comes time to when they're ready to sell this product, oftentimes people think they can just, you know, put it up on Facebook or put it up on Instagram and 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 everyone's going to just, you know, flock to this product now that it's developed, you know, and it's it's it's, re- it's ready to market. And, you know, after, after many hours spent and however many ad, ad dollars spent, Um, they, you know, they come up short and they're scratching their heads as to, you know, why no one seems to want this product that they thought was an essential product that people Mm. just had to have. Um, and, and it's because you need to start marketing many times, even before the product is, is, is maybe finished development, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you at least need to have marketing in the forefront of your mind, you Mm -hmm. know, for a lot of clients, you know, when they come to me in the infancy, infancy stages before they even launch the product, because a lot of times by the time they come to me, they, they come to me at their wits end. After mm-hmm. they've, <laughs> they've tried it all and, and they're completely burnt out and spent out. You know, by this point, they have no more money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
and and they're completely frustrated, but they're in a desperate situation. That's that's kind of like when you don't want to come to me, but oftentimes that's when they come. But when I do get those clients that come to me first before they spend all that time and spend all that money. And then we're able to strategically, you know, um, establish, you know, those products or those brands. Um, and when they're able to, um, you know, when we're able to to start from the very beginning, you know, and a lot of times, you know, we may do some preliminary marketing, you know, some pre-launches before we mm-hmm. actually even launch the product. We're already running campaigns just to build their their email list, you know, just to get those those cell phone numbers, you know, so Mm. we can stay in contact with folks when it actually launches. You know, we may do some pre-sales while we're pre-selling the product might still be in development, you know, Mm. Um, but we already we've already done the work to know what how to position this product in a way where their target audience is going to be excited. You know, we already have. um you know, um, highlights of, of what the product offers, maybe some visuals of it. So people know what they get. We may have some samples where we're able to do demonstrations. We may have done some sampling where we have actual testimonials from a few people, a few, a few target customers that we can leverage. So there's already all that preliminary work has already been established. So by the time they get ready to launch, they already have a waiting and willing audience of customers waiting, ready to buy if they haven't mm. bought during the pre-launch phase. So um, that is ideally the way you want to do it. You know, if, if, if um, you know, especially if you're starting completely from scratch, you know, now there's some clients, you know, they may have already um, established a, a, a following or an audience even before they launch the product, but you know, that they have the people, but they, they do have a, a following of people who have already invested in their brands, you know, so that, that trust is already established. And, and we use that same pre-launch strategy, you know, that is always a, an ideal approach as opposed to, you know, um, expecting to turn a product, you know, immediately after your product is, is developed. It may take some time. It may take some time if, if, if the initial groundwork wasn't done beforehand. So, you know, um, what, what I do to help clients prepare is that brain print that I mentioned to you, um, not only does it provide a complete launch strategy, depending on, you know, what kind of, you know, product or service you're trying to establish, but it also has a full marketing budget because a lot of people don't even understand what this, what it may cost. Oh, I'm so, so glad you brought that up effectively market a product, which Mm -hmm. is why they don't even plan for that when they're in the product development stage, you know? So that, that marketing plan that I armed them with includes an itemized budget. So they know exactly what the cost would be, you know, even, even if, whether they decide to, to hire my agency to do the implementation for them or not, they still have that reference to know, okay, I need to have this set aside, you know, for social media, this set aside for advertising, this set aside for graphic design, you know, so they already have all the components of what's required in order to implement that marketing plan when they get that plan. Mm-hmm. So um, at, at minimum, you should have a solid plan in place that you could execute against, even if you have to do it yourself, you know, mm. If, if you're starting out, but at least if you invest in having a concrete plan, you're not having to 
think through it in the clouds. <laughs> you know, you have some professional guidance to help you. Um, that's definitely one step in the right direction. That's so interesting. You know, let me ask you a quick question about, you know, I think I've, I'm really starting to feel like people these days believe that once they post a few images on social, whatever platform they use, they've marketed. Like, can you help people who don't really know define for us all what is marketing like I know that has many layers but if you could sum it up in a few words like what is marketing what does it entail because I know it's more than just posting on social but I think sometimes some of us are getting what marketing the definition of marketing and what it entails a little bit confused well you really can't bank on posting anything on social these days (laughs) because social media doesn't have the same um impact nor reach that it used to have Mm. you know back in the early days and it changes by the day so Mm. what was what was effective today may not be effective tomorrow so so you really cannot bank on a social media post um to exclusively you know um take you from zero to whatever your your revenue goals are you know it's just not gonna happen today you you really do need to have a solid game plan of how you can really um you know present and push your product and or service through the marketplace and it won't be through organic social media um posts that those days those days are over um but as far as um, what it really takes to 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 market your your product. It, it first starts with an understanding of your target audience. You know, you you it's it's more than just product knowledge. You need to understand your audience. You need to have um, a complete in-depth understanding and analysis of sorts to understand why your target audience will um, want to buy your product. Everything is framed around that, you know, mm-hmm. as far as the communication of how the product is presented to that target audience, to the visuals, how how that product, everything from the packaging, if we're talking physical product, or even if we're talking about, you know, the servicing, you know, everything from the, you know, the brand identity, what it needs to look like online, how it needs to be laid out, how the benefits need to be articulated, how the features need to be articulated, the, the why, what, you know, at the end of the day, how is this product gonna impact, you know, your business, your personal life, your family, whatever the case might be, you know, having that knowledge of who your target audience is and why they see the need for your product is the very first thing you need to understand. Mm. Then this next thing is, how do I reach this target audience? You know, um, it, 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 it may be social media, it, it may be through some advertising, it, it may be through um, content creation, it may be through events, you know, you may need to be exhibit at events or speak at events, it may be through networking, it may be through collaborations with other entities where you're joining forces. I mean, it, it could be a multitude of ways in which it would be determined for you to reach this audience. And then it that'll also determine how much money needs to be spent accordingly to reach that audience. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, how do you present? How do you present it? How are you demonstrating the effectiveness of what it is that you have to offer to that audience? So everything first starts 
with the understanding of, of the target audience that you're trying to reach to sell your product or service. And then we build from there, you know, um, the what, the how, um, the frequency, you know, the budget, the resources that, that, that are all required. Everything is built around the nucleus of really understanding that target audience and, and how do we um, communicate with them and how do we reach them so that, you know, the message hits. And then if they agree that this is something that they need, they're willing to buy. And then, you know, what is the, what's the upsell process? You know, how do we mm -hmm. get them to continue to buy? You know, so, it, you know, it's, it's a revolving process, but it's certainly much more than just a, a post on Facebook or Instagram to, to market your product. It is a little bit more dynamic than that, which is why if you don't do nothing else, get a marketing plan so it can lay out exactly what you need to do for your unique business and or service. That's so good. That's so good. Hey, y'all. Hey, Global Girls. I am talking to Miss Tori Allen, founder and CEO of Brainchild Associates, a boutique marketing firm. She is dropping real gems about marketing and building up your business in a way that you can get clients, y'all. We need to make some sales around here. And so I brought her on just to have a, some conversation about what we can do to further improve our marketing for our brands and our businesses, because I know a lot of you out there are venturing into the business space and you are looking for how to get your voice out there. So Tori, you've been in business for more than 15 years and you've um, worked with hundreds of clients in different spectrums and different realms. Can you tell me a little bit about the faith that is taking you to launch this business and um, scale this business over the last 15 plus years? Yeah, well, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. You, you know, you need the faith to have that type of longevity, you know, and stick to um, you know, for all the different, you know, journeys that you go on when you are in business for yourself. So faith is at the core and at the center of my business and in how I, how I do business. Um, you know, God is in the forefront of, of every step that I take, every business decision that I take, every client even that I take on. Um, and to ensure that it really is a, a divine fit, you know, where mm. the end result is mutually benefiting on, on both ends. So faith um, is, is, is a tremendous driver in, in my business, in my, in my personal life. Um, Faith is a guiding light towards my vision for the business as far as where I'm trying to take my business um, from the present to the future, you know, um, how I even, you know, look at past experiences and, and build from, you know, build upon them. So it is, it is tremendous, you know, and, and it keeps me going even when things don't always go the way that I anticipated. It's, it's, it's the faith that keeps me going and keeps me focused on, you know, no matter what, you know, keep your eye on the prize and, and fulfill this mission that, that, you know, God has set, set, set for me. So, and, and I move forward and accordingly. That's so good. Now, have you all, had you always been in marketing or did you kind of land into this marketing, marketing industry? How did you start out in business? So, um, yeah, I pretty much always been in this arena. Orig initially, you know, my, my, my lifelong dream was to, to be a playwright. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, and I had produced plays all through high school and college and I was supposed to be, you know, the female Tyler Perry. <laughs> um, but at the time when I graduated from college and I was looking for work, um, the in that particular industry at, here in Atlanta, um, you know, I went to Spelman, I'm a Spelman grad. So in Atlanta at, at that time, you know, Tyler was, you know, Tyler had not set that stage yet. And at that time, the industry wasn't quite as established okay and you know um me being the 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 new spellman you know grad that i was you know i wanted to embark upon a career that i could still leverage some of my creative juices but you know still be able to 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 survive on my own you know coming straight out of college i'm from new york originally so all my family was in New York. So I, I wanted to stay in Atlanta and pave away for myself here. Mm-hmm. And so um, the natural fit that I felt where I can still, you know, get into corporate America, yet still exercise my creative juices was to get into the marketing public relations realm. So that's mm-hmm. how I got started. So I was interning for one of the largest black PR and marketing agencies at that time, which was Images USA. Okay. Um, and then they hired me on after I graduated. I was working in their PR department, working on accounts such as McDonald's and the GMSTC and, and Pepsi um, and the US Army. So I was working on some of their major corporate brands, um, planning and implementing various uh, you know, PR campaigns against some of the initiatives that um, was being put together by the agency. Um, and then from there, I went to work with a international um, uh, corporate uh, PR firm known, known as Porta Novelli. Um, mm. and, and they're all over the world, one of the top PR agencies where I worked in their um, corporate communications division. And in that, in that capacity, I was um, putting together communication plans for um, a lot of tech companies and manufacturing companies. Um, it was straight B2B, you know, um, um, very corporate, very buttoned up. Um, as I began, after a few years of working there, I didn't quite feel it was a little too buttoned up for me. You know, I wanted something that allowed me to, um, to, to, you know, explore and exercise my creative juices a little bit more. Um, working in the corporate communications field, um, it, it was rigid, but, you know, in hindsight, it, it, that was the foundation of a lot of the structure that I do bring to my business to this day, um, because it was a very structured um, approach, you know, to how we did things, you know, it also, um, we also did a lot of, you know, analysis and, um, a lot of monitoring and tracking, you know, a a lot of, you know, data tracking. So, you know, it was more than just doing a lot of things and not really, um, measuring the performance of how we did things. Okay. So I was able to acquire a lot of that type of training when it came to implementing campaigns so that we know how to maneuver and adjust and improve things along the way as we see fit. So um, I I decided then one of my colleagues at the time, um, we we, we were freelance, we decided to do some freelance projects together while we were working at Porta Novelli. And 
um, in the midst of freelancing, we connected one of a, a, a mutual colleague of ours had a connection with the National Urban League and indicated that they were looking for some PR support for their annual conference. And they referred us to the corporate, you know, National Urban League as, as a resource. And, and, and we, we were brought on, we got a contract with the National Urban League for the annual conference. We were running the entire uh, PR arsenal for their conference, which wow. is a major machine. And at that time, sure. at that time, um, you know, this is some years ago, but at that <laughs> time, um, Barack Obama was running for president for the first time. Okay. And all of the presidents from Hillary Clinton, um, Barack Obama, um, I can't even remember all the other candidates' names, but they were all running. And of course, they're all trying to appeal to the constituency of the Urban League for mm -hmm. votes. And we had to manage all the PR around all of these presidential candidates making appearances and conducting debates at this conference. And so that was a, that was a, a, a big learning experience. And it was also a huge door opener as wow. far as um, how my Look business got started because <laughs> we got to meet so many people and, and we were, you know, we were the points of contact, you know, for all, you know, press um, to access this conference. And, and we were responsible for getting information out daily. It was, it was very, um, it, it, it was a robust machine that we were that we were running and we had a small team of people that we hired to help us um but that opened up doors to other contract opportunities we we then went on to um do pr and marketing for the national um um uh nba association conference okay. um the black mayors conference i mean at one point I, we were like the conference <laughs> <laughs> we were doing all these national conferences and it got to the point where it was more than what we can do from a freelance capacity. Okay. So then we decided to, 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 you know, jump, dive in, make this a full-time commitment. And thus Brainchild Associates was, was formed and the name came to me in the middle of the night. It was a light bulb moment. It was like Brainchild. I don't know. That was the name God gave me. And um, so, um, yeah, that's how we got started. And then through the conferences, then we got to meet the individuals, you know, attending the conferences, the individuals that were working the conferences. And then we began to get, you know, we started working with, you know, all, all member businesses and, and whatnot that we connected and networked with from these organizations. And, and then it just kind of just grew from there. That's such a great story. And mm -hmm. I'll have to share that I went to school for to be a playwright. <laughs> How about that? I was um my I was an English major, but my concentration was playwriting. Interesting. I, I was had, an English major as well. <laughs> yeah, and I had not pursued it really after <laughs> going to mm -hmm. school, really, you know, mm -hmm. for whatever reason. I just went right into education. But yeah, I was, you know, I've I've since used those creative juices in other ways, obviously. But yeah, yeah I went to school for playwriting, created my my um 
concentration was creative writing and the specialty was playwriting so well, how about that yeah. yeah 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 to this day my mother's like you should be writing scripts of all these shows listen <laughs> we, like, we, we, listen yeah. we still have time we still have <laughs> no, time we do, but I, I do this now I, i'm i'm right i write scripts up you know i'm we're doing look everybody's doing videos now <laughs> how about that yeah it's just a different way I, I, i'm already doing it. it it may not be on a physical stage but it's on virtual stages and it's and it's at events and sometimes it is even on a physical stage you know so so it, it I'm doing it it's, it, it it may not be fiction you know mm-hmm, in a mm-hmm. fictional sense but um it's still the same it's still the same thing yeah, so I, think I you ended might up be right I, I end, I, I'm still doing it and I have to remind her of these things I'm like I'm still oh doing that's it. good yeah. you, you just reminded me you know even as a speech writer or yeah. writing for other people I'm having to take on other personas and and personalities Indeed. to make the content something relevant and what they would say, obviously. Indeed. So Indeed. yeah, you gave me another perspective. Maybe yeah. I am using those, you know, creative juice net playwriting. All you absolutely are. <laughs> the formatting might be a little different, you oh, know, but yeah. it's the, you know, it very much so is is within the same vein. So awesome. So, yeah. That's mm-hmm. so good. So mm-hmm. Tori, can you tell me? What's the best advice you would give women who want to step into your industry? Obviously, it's probably changed from when you first started and the way you got in into it is much different than most. But are there any, any is there any advice that you would give other women who say, I want to get into that PR, I want to get into marketing? How would you recommend they do that in 2022? Yeah. Well, like you said, things change, right? So like, and as I mentioned earlier, what, what was what was effective today may not be effective tomorrow. So the key thing I would say is invest in your professional development, you know, mm. really make sure your skills and your knowledge is up to par with the fast pace of our industry, of the new technologies that are being developed. Um, you know, back in the day when I first started, you know, even in, in a PR sense, um, it was all about, you know, how great we said something was or how great the client said it was, you know, and, and people just went off that word, you know, it's not like that anymore. It's not about how great you think it is. It's how great other people think it is, you know, mm. and so making sure that you get enough people to speak your praises um, is what validates you now, you know, mm. um, otherwise you're not validated until that happens. So the, in order to be validated now, you have to be able to provide real value to people, That's true. um, and, and concrete information that makes a difference in people's lives. It's not about you. It, it is completely about the people that you are trying to serve. So now everything kind of comes through the lens of how do we ensure that people um, grasp and appreciate what you have to serve so that we can monetize that and build a larger audience around your brand. It's, it's mm. no longer just about you know, that individual and, and their skill and their technique and their talent and their innovations is what, what other people saying about it, you know? Mm. So, and so things change, things change constantly. And if you want to step into this industry and you want to, you know, have success and be at the top, you, you need to know your stuff and you need to um, be up to date with the latest and greatest and, and be able to, um, 
provide a top tier level of quality um, to your clients because you know um, people have a lot more information. <laughs> yeah, it's so everywhere. They know what can be done and can't be done. Mm-hmm. So, so you can't get away with a lot of things now. You know, you, you have a lot of people imparting a lot of knowledge, or a lot of people doing things themselves because they've you know other other you know marketing professionals have failed them, mm. and, and, and people know that they've been failed. So, if if you want to have any level of success. You, you, you need to um, inundate, which is what I do, you know, on a daily basis, inundate yourself with um, the latest and greatest um, information so that you're at the top of your game. That, that, that's the um, probably most essential piece of advice I would give. Mm, that was great advice. You know, information is literally everywhere. Google, um, <laughs> YouTube University, everywhere, Clubhouse, yeah. you know, podcasting, you know, information is everywhere. Yeah, but that's true. You gotta know your stuff, and I think that's in any any industry, any yeah. industry, because people will know how to fact check on their own now. On their own, <laughs> you, you don't you don't need to go to the New York Times or other other platforms like that. You people are fact checking on their own. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. I mean, a lot of clients that they've, they've, they've done well, you know, a lot of clients I've come across, they've done a lot on their own, do, you know, just learning the, the, the ropes themselves, you know, by the time they come to me for those who have done well, they've just got to a point where they just can't do it anymore, but it's not because they don't know what to do. So you really need to know your stuff, you know, cause you, you know, you don't want your clients to tell you how to do your job. Right. So you need to know your job. So they, they, you know, you really need to be up on, 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 on your craft and, 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 you know, just what's happening in the present and in the future. For sure. For sure. I totally a hundred, a thousand percent agree with everything you just shared. So here at the Girl Go Global Community and podcast, we believe in faith. We believe in that know-how, that strategy to get to where we were supposed to be and get into that purpose. And we also believe in that grit, that persistence to show up every day with courage um, and live out that courageous life for which God created us to live. So Tori, would you tell us what gives you courage to show up every day? You've been in this thing for over 15 years. You're, you're, you haven't shown any sign of stopping yet. Where do you get your courage from? Yeah, you know, I've always, um, you know, I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. So, you know, um, taking on this path, I think was just, you know, laid out for me by God. So, you know, um, I, I, my courage, you know, comes from him. Um, My courage comes from, you know, wanting to offer the best to my clients so that their brainchilds can can thrive mm. and and wanting to you know ensure that i am you know at the top of my game as i mentioned earlier to ensure that that is the case cuz you know at the end of the day the more value i provide to my clients you know the more value i get back you know mm-hmm. so so you know it, it all kind of you know fuels itself into this ecosystem so so um and then, and then the more value I provide, it also provides the validation and the confirmation that I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing mm. what I'm supposed to do. And that confirmation absolutely keeps me going, you know, um, 
you know, even when I have to, you know, have when I have my moments where it's like, oh, what is this now? This new phenomenon that I now have to master, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I just, you know, I, I have my little woosa moment and then it's mm. like, okay, now let me go ahead and sink my teeth into this, you know, so, mm. you know, and, and, and that's what, that's what keeps it going. And, and, and I'm, I'm inspired by it. You know, um, God continues to, you know, give me new ideas give me new visions that I, I, I then embark upon and, 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 and it happens. So, you know, when these things manifest themselves, then again, that's the confirmation that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So mm. I need to do it. That's so good. That's so good. So when I say what it means to go global, what does that mean to you? Like girl, go global. We've been uh, talking all about going global. We believe in that faith. We believe in that know-how. We believe in that grit. But when I say, what does it mean for girls to go global? What does that mean to you? Yeah. I mean, to go global, it means to take your, it means expanded territory. It, it, it means you're able to take your mission, you know, to, to the world, you know, it, it means you're able to acquire a larger community, you know, that is in support of the mission and the purpose that, that, you know, has been set for you. So, so yeah, that's what, that's what that means to me. It's, it's expanded territory. Awesome. Expanded territory. And so we are expanding our territory through a collaboration and so I'm so excited to have a little bit of conversation around what we're doing. Do you want to share with the Global Girls what we have in store within the next few months? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm super excited. You know, um, again, this is one of those divine encounters, I believe, Jasmine, because, <laughs> you know, when you had approached me about collaboration as, as we were able to, to work together, you know, with the Black Directory, which is how we met. And then through our work together, um, you know, it became kind of evident <laughs> that there may, there's some good synergies, you know, yeah. here as far as how we work. And, um, you know, we talked about being able to take what it is that we do um, and provide a, a service to people that can be really tremendous. And, you know, that service is a service of being able to help people launch their, um, their online education brands, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and what you may not know, Jasmine, is that I've, you know, um, you know, as I mentioned, this was something that I was already kind of working on, but, you mm -hmm. know, being able to collaborate with you with, with a lot of your, your writing background and, and your education and program development background, which is what many people need. People have, you know, people have this, you know, steeped in years experience doing what they do, you know, and they have a passion for what it is that they do, but doesn't also serve, it doesn't necessarily translate that they know how to teach other people mm -hmm. <laughs> to do what they do. And so that's kind of where we come in, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> is, you know, you can help them kind of, you know, compartmentalize what they know into a program that can be taught. And then I can, I can, I can take that information and then structure it into an online platform that can be monetized. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
So the the service name that you know that I that I always that God had given me for this service is called Mastery Monetized. Mm. Um, oh, that's so, good. <laughs> so, I like that. That hit me. That hit me in my shine now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so and and we are monetizing people's mastery. You know what it is that they do in, in a multitude of different ways, whether it's through courses, whether it's through digital books, whether it's through um, educational empowerment events that are virtual, um, whether it's through coaching programs, membership programs, etc. You know, Mastery Monetize is all about how to leverage your mastery to um, provide information, empowerment, and resources to your audience. And so, um, and it, it, you know, if there was ever a time where people can monetize the knowledge and the skill sets that they have, this is the time, this you know, this, this is, is uh, you know, even though the pandemic was devastating and traumatic to us all, one of the, you know, the silver lining that came out of the pandemic was the e-learning market. For sure. Um, the e-learning market blew up in 2020. <laughs> and when I say blew up, I mean $250 billion blow up in 2020 alone. Mm. Um, and it changed the way in which people access information now. You know, it's changed our educational system. It's changed how businesses, even corporations, um, train, you know, their staff, their partners, their, um, their customers. I mean, it's, it's, it's totally changed the whole educational dynamic in the world. Um, and so, um, by 2027, you know, it's expected to reach a trillion dollars Man, by 2027. Wow. So, um, Many people have jumped into this pool because they all want a piece of that pie and I'm not <laughs> mad at them. No. Um, but the reality is people don't necessarily have the wherewithal or they may just not have the time that it takes to build an online education brand. It is mm -hmm. for the face of heart. There are lots of moving pieces when trying to construct an online education brand successfully. You know, um, and a lot of people don't necessarily have the wherewithal nor the or and or the time to be able to structure that the right way, the best way. And that's where we come in, right? We're mm -hmm. able to help them from from A to Z, from helping them to create their their program curriculums to the educational assets, the, the digital downloads, the worksheets, the books, the tests, the online uh, courses, the video courses, whatever, it, it is determined to be best suited for your online education brand. You know, Jasmine and I have partnered together to equip you with the, with the assets that you need to build your online infrastructure. Um, and then we also have the resources to actually um, set it up for you online mm -hmm. so that these, those information products sell on autopilot. You know, you, you get up in the morning and realize that you, you know, made, you know, 
several sales overnight, you know, you've made, you know, several thousand dollars, you know, overnight, you know, and, and we structure that for you. So we take all the guesswork out, you know, you don't have to figure out, you know, how to set it up. You don't need to figure out what you're going to teach. If you don't already know, you know, we take all the guesswork out of this, you know, all we need is to be able to extract that information out of your brain and put it, um, put it on paper, you know, put it online and then get it out to the masses on your behalf. And you have an online education um, platform business set up for you. It's all done for you. So, so it's, it's the mastery monetized um, done for you program. That's the full and complete name. And um, this is a program that, you know, um, Jasmine and I are working very diligently on to get up and running. Um, we're planning to get it launched um, towards the end of August and just super excited for the game changer this will be and how we can take what we do best mm-hmm. and provide that level of support to people who really need it. Because, you know, a lot of people are just sitting on on, on, on their mastery, you know, on their monetized mastery. They're just sitting mm-hmm. on it, you know, procrastinating because they really don't know how to get it going. Right. And, and, and that's where we could come in. We can take that load and that stress off your shoulders and, and get it pulled together for you. So you can have an online education brand in no time and you can take part in that, you know, trillion dollar, you know, sector that this e-learning, you know, market has become. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so excited to be collaborating with you. I think it's going to be a great venture. I see great things for it. And I, we are solving a problem. How Absolutely. About that? We're solving we a problem and, a, and helping other people with their pain points in yes. order for us to further build our businesses, both individually and this collective venture. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that takes our conversation full circle. Um, mm-hmm. we <laughs> that was so good. I've enjoyed talking to you today, Story, and I'm looking forward to future collaborations and more talks. But for today, tell tell the global girls how they can contact you if folks are looking for marketing support from you or just want to connect. How best for them to reach you? Well, the best way to reach me is um actually if you go to masterymonetize.com slash waiting list masterymonetize.com slash waiting list there's a contact form on that page and if you are are wishing to um connect with me whether for mastery monetize or even for other services you could submit your contact information there and then a member from my team will follow up accordingly and be able to speak to you to determine how we could be of assistance to you um, but you know definitely looking forward to particularly helping those that are um, very much so interested in some support around building their um, their thought leadership brands, their education brands. They don't have the, the resources nor the time and they really are looking for someone to take that load off. That is where I can provide the most support. So masterymonetize.com slash waiting list. Thank you so much, Tori. And this has been the Girl Go Global Community and Podcast where faith and works are empowered. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.